0: It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network.
1: And we're coming to you live from the middle four top studio, Boomer, size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. You know, baseball season is right around the corner when you look at Twitter and everybody's hurt already. And Frankie Montas was the guy yesterday that was stealing all the local baseball headlines. Another Brian Cashman special. Trade for this guy. Supposed to contribute in the second half. He sucks. And then in the offseason he gets hurt and then waits until February 15th to go and get surgery. So he's going to miss the season. And then our old buddy Jacob DeGrom misses the first day of spring training out there because he's got tightness in his shoulder. Shocker! So everybody buckle up for a nice long baseball season where everybody is hurt. And then we complain about our general managers and Yankee fans, I believe, have a real good reason to complain about their general manager. Because it, when it comes to starting pitching and finding those guys, there have been a lot of failures over the years. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? You know, I, good morning, G. am
2: uh, a little tired, but I'm very, very happy as uh, my hockey team has now scored 18 goals in three games, which is amazing. I can't believe what I'm witnessing, but uh, I'm not going to miss uh, any... Uh, I'm not going to miss a minute of ice time uh, as long as they're playing like this because the, this you got to take this in, into the moment right now and you got to love every single minute of it. And I know that we're going to end up talking about Frankie Montas and the Yankees. Their season's over. Nobody cares. They're all so, over uh, already. Yeah, it's done. They're done. It's done. 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 Over. Frank it. sucks. Yeah, wow. I mean, you said it. I mean, why are we even talking about it? Yeah. The season is over. I mean, a guy <laughs> hasn't even put a ball in his hands and he's already on the operating <laughs> table. I mean, what do you want to do? I mean, it is what it is. It is I mean I I know it seems like the sky is falling now already for Yankees and for the Yankee fans and everything else. So I might as well just say, why even play this?
1: Yeah, year? I, really. I mean, it's been I mean, such a long season. It's really right. g- give the guys a year off. You know, and they've I, earned it, right? And I have to say that between what happened last night with the Knicks
2: and the Rangers back to back, was like, wait a minute, timeout. What well, what the hell's going on here? The world's flipped upside down. Things are happening. Like the Knicks were unbelievable last night, start to finish. They got out to a fast start, and they finished strong, and that was great. Uh, the Rangers, man, I'm telling you, I, I, you know, like I'm watching hockey like I don't really ever remember seeing before. Maybe when Pavel Bore was here. I don't know mm. if you remember that name. Of course I remember he Pavel He got here Bore. all of a sudden, goals started going in left and right, yeah. and, and then he got hurt, and uh, he didn't last very long here. But I have to say... This morning I wake up, I'm tired, but I'm happy. I'm very happy. But I know we're going to spend an inordinate amount of time discussing Frankie Montas. (laughs) Frankie Montas is hurt. He is dying. He is no longer right now a a part of the present baseball team that is known as the great New York Yankees. Mm, The underachieving New York Yankees. Better it happened now. Then a week into the season, at least now they can try to figure out what the replacement possibilities are. How much money will they spend? Can they make a trade? All of those different attributes of what, or, or as, I guess assessments of what's going on right now. So, I mean, I, and then the whole thing with Jacob the Grum. I mean, none of us are surprised. No. I mean, oh, I, know, I don't know yesterday. what left side tightness is. I have no idea what that is. I, I have no, these things come out of nowhere. Yeah. At least I know with Montas, he's got a, a problem in his shoulders, most likely a, a you know a rotator cuff. So he's done. I, I don't even want to mention his name anymore because he's not going to be a part of anything. He's got to go get it right. He's got to go get it fixed, and then somewhere along the line, he'll restart his uh, major league baseball career. So. I don't know. I'm happy. You're not going to take. You're not going to knock it out of me. I'm not trying to knock you down at all. You started out with such negativity. Well, it's and I came
1: you- in with such positivity. Yeah, I understand. But you know, as you know, you know, really, it's about the postseason with the uh, with the hockey and the basketball, and that's what we're looking forward to. And I know that you're happy right now, and I know you're gearing up for the playoffs. Oh, I am locked in right now. You have I, no idea. You have no I idea. I actually do have very much of an idea how much you are locked, locked in. I'm drinking coffee at midnight last yeah. night. Well, <laughs> that's Seems unhealthy for you
2: at that point because you got to get up and all of this. Hey, whatever. I don't really care. I'm not. I I am. I am so thoroughly engaged and, and just so like amazed at what I'm watching that it's,
1: it's hard to not want to watch it. Well, of course, good. No, I mean, that, that's a great feeling as a sports fan. It oh, is. God, it is. Yeah. And it's all going to come down to doing better than you did last year in the postseason. And that's going to be a, a, a tall order for sure. But, uh, they look like they are trending in that direction. Uh, but really, I guess, you know, the off season. And it's not just about, I know you're like, I don't know how to talk about Frankie Monta. we're never going to say his name again. You're right, today's probably going to be the last day that we're going to say his name, unless we're referencing other Brian Cashman disasters. That's what when, when we're going to do. We're going to do when Brian Cashman's name comes up, right, and then will be, like, be on this long list of duds. Yeah, which I believe CBS Sports Network has a graphic of uh, long already? list of duds. Yeah, they already have long list so, of duds. I saw about- that. This morning, when I was in here and I looked up at the uh, the monitor, and it was like Brian Cashman pitching disasters. Uh, there's Jared Wright in there, and Carl Pavano in there, and Kay Agawa in there. Uh, there you go, Sonny Gray, Kevin Brown, Jeff Weaver. You throw Montas in there as well. Oh, why don't, throw throw, uh, you know, why
2: don't you why don't You know, why do have a list starting with I don't know uh, Roger Clemens? Why don't we have a list starting with Randy Johnson? I don't know. You know, why don't you have these other Randy lists?
1: Johnson? Really, did there wasn't
2: much. Oh, whatever, there for but, him. Why, but why you know yeah, he's could. done. Uh, the thing, the thing about it is that I'm. I don't want to get into the wheeze with Yankee fans. One day into freaking spring training already, they're not a here's great the, off season. Here, here's fan. the point. Why don't you put up the list of the amount of winning seasons that Brian Cashman has had? Why don't you put up the list of amount um, amount of uh, playoff mm. appearances that Brian Cashman has had, and then compare that to the list
1: of our team, the New York Mets. Oh well, of course, yes. I mean, we know that the history of the Yankees is uh, is much greater. We understand, but the standard for them is is championship every year. They've fallen short of that. And he, we actually talked about this the couple days that you were out, you know, with his quote about how you know we we had this great season and we won all these games and we won the division. We fell just a little bit short. And you would have thought the way the fan base reacted that we missed the playoffs. I think you got swept by the Astros, you barely squeaked by the Guardians. So what are you talking about? This was not a great season for them, and bringing Aaron Judge back was imperative. They were able to do that. They brought in Rodon, who's another guy who's dealt with a ton of injuries throughout his career, so we'll see what happens with him. And you still got Aaron Hicks and Josh Donaldson starting. So what did you really do in this offseason to make this team all that much you better? You signed Aaron Judge to a 360 million to contract, contract team is what you to make this but, but team you, you better. To make this team better. I mean, Better when you're that far away from the Houston Astros, you got to get better.
2: Got to get better, you got to get younger is what you need. You need you got to have young players develop, and you got to have young players turn into great players like Aaron Judge. That's what you need more of those guys, yeah. You got to have those guys just like every football team has to have those guys, those Isaiah Pacheco type guys, sure, that nobody expected anything from, and then all of a sudden, as the season goes on. The young man from Rutgers steps up and it becomes a central figure in the running game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Out of nowhere, making no money, who is that for the New York Yankees? Matter of fact, who is that for the New York Mets? <laughs> well, hopefully
1: Francisco Alvarez. That's uh, Brett Beatty. Those two guys. Those yeah. those are the guys that you want to see contribute in a big way. And for the Yankees, I mean, is it is it Volpe? Is it Peraza? Uh, you know, th- those two guys. I would think would be you'd have your eyes on them. And I How about think- Cabrera yeah yeah and he's he's got great. an oswaldo and an oswald right where's oswaldo and uh cabrera he had a tremendous year last year bouncing around all the utility stuff so it could be him as well uh but i just do you feel like they got that much better steve well, actually I, I, with the mets too i don't feel like they got that much. no better. well you know what they they kept their
2: best players is what they did and they paid their best players they played brand brandon nimmo they paid jeff mcneil you know they're going to end up paying Pete Alonso. They paid yeah. Edwin Diaz. They brought in Verlander. They're still paying Scherzer. I mean, I mean, he's spending money. Let's face it, it's ridiculous. I mean, I I, I love Sailors, but you know the old term that he's spending money like a drunken sailor. I understand that because I've seen drunken Sailors in New York City and yeah. I've watched them spend money. Fleet Week, a lot of out, a lot of money being spent at local in local bars yeah. and stuff right. like that. It's like hey, screw so it. I like I know it's a you know it's a. Uh, it's a saying that maybe some people might find to be offensive, but it's
1: not really we that offensive. offensive. It's not it the drunken be. sailor.
2: The sailor finds that offensive. Sometimes the sailors find that it's not wow. offensive. I didn't know that these
1: I, sailors I it was got like politically a, bad, correct.
2: a badge of honor. Oh yeah, for sure, exactly. So our owner is spending money like a drunken sailor. Yeah, so he can fix anything, spend him any amount of money, and he basically brought back a lot of the same team with the exception of Verlander. That's right, and uh, and Degrom. So well, and he added to the bullpen. Well, which which he should have done exactly, and he was, was trying to add to the to the infield, and then of course Correa's uh, f- you know failed his physical. Yeah. So I mean, he's trying to do everything he possibly can. Now the Yankees are not keeping up in
1: that area when it comes to spending money like that. No, no, they are not. And no, they but then again, not. nobody is. No, it's just Steve Cohen. But that's the frustrating thing, though, about this team and for the Mets is going into the season they've got far and away the best payroll. But if you go. Pound for pound and then division. Are they that much better than the Phillies or the Braves, if at all? And it's hard to say yes. Well, you have the best closer in baseball. Mm -hmm. You'd like to think, assuming that they, they
2: last... And, you know, the baseball season, as we all know, it's a marathon. It is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, G. It's, it's I, I've it's told a, you this
1: a thousand it's times. Like, it's like a 40-mile bike tour is what it, it's, it's like. It's kind of like that. Yes. yes.
2: And you have to realize that you got to keep uh, these guys as healthy as you possibly can. Maybe a rest day here, a rest day there. But, uh, you know, got t- two top guys at the, at the top of the rotation. They're going into the Hall of Fame. Okay? you got you got a, the best closer in baseball. You have a solid hitting team. You don't have a... What I would say an overwhelming offensive team, but you have a good, solid offensive team. You know, now it's come down to how do you play defense? Yeah. You know, are we throwing the ball all over the place or are we actually catching it and throwing it and throwing
1: it to the right spots? And that's where the manager comes in. Yeah. Yeah. That's Buck Showalter. Damn right it is. Second year of Buck. I mean, it's going to be, it'll be difficult to recreate 101 wins this year, but who really cares? As we saw doesn't matter. You get into the postseason, you get hot at the right time of the postseason, well, timely the hitting, all of those things that we talk about in baseball. So I don't even care if they don't win the division again this year, even though you get the bye. It's not like that's some sort of lock that you're going to move on to the NLCS or the ALCS. If you get the bye, it's just start playing well when it matters. And by the way, you know, I think uh, our young
2: men that are wearing the uh, royal blue and orange and white mm. uh, uh, have taken heed and, and gotten themselves healthier. I see a lot of healthy guys down there.
1: Healthy now. I don't see a lot of fat slobs playing no. baseball anymore. Well Vogelback too even lost some weight. How about Pete Alonso? Pete Alonso looks great. He does. Now, now he was never a
2: fat slob. <laughs> no, but I mean he was big. He was but, thick. Now, but now but now he looks like he's really taken to like taking care of himself and maybe they won't get nearly as
1: tired as the season goes on because they're overweight. And, uh, I mean, he looks great. It's the best he's looked. I would agree with that. I saw this video yesterday, and I agree. Yeah, I was thinking the same he's thing. He's going to be
2: quicker at first base, so much better defensively. Sure. And uh, I would like to think that Bogleback is not going to have a heart attack on the field. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, let's hope not, so because I, that would I, that, be tragic.
2: That is? That's guys applying themselves,
1: and I like that. Yeah, and then I think that last year, with the bad taste in their mouth and the way that the season ended, it gives you a little more motivation in the off season. To say, how can I get better? That's right? How can I not go over four in the most important game of the year? Look, we got a long. We, should, we are just getting started, man. Yeah, I know,
2: and I know the Yankee fan feels like, okay, the Frank. You weren't, you weren't counting on Frankie Montas anyway. Stop it! Oh, you guys like, hated Frankie Montas last year. You wanted him out of here this year, and now he's out of here.
1: But he was supposed to be a big cog,
2: yeah, and the now rotation, he's out of man. here. Big
1: cog. It doesn't
2: matter. No. Lost the cog. doesn't matter what the cog this, cog that. It doesn't matter. You lost the cog, Yeah, man. they lost the cog. They, they did. There was, there was supposed to be a cog this year, and you lost them. So uh, I, I, why would anybody think for, in their right mind after yeah. what they witnessed last year that this guy was going to be a piece of the cog? <laughs>
3: okay. you, can you tell me I, why?
1: I, I, I don't. This this would be the this argument. i saying, that Zach Wilson is going to be the cog of the Jets, nah, next year. a little bit different because
2: Frank, Montas was terrible for last the year.
1: Yankees, but he had a really good year leading up to it with Oakland, and then prior Oakland, to that,
2: nobody goes to the games, nobody cares. Doesn't you know, matter. You still, get somebody still from Oakland, you are like, you know what? They, do they know what pressure is? Do they know what what it means to, that every freaking fan is on every freaking pitch that you are throwing? They're not, I don't know but that But, but remember here.
1: When they made the trade for him last year, Brian Cash was talking about have a legitimate number two. This isn't even Cortez is the number two. shouldn't be even the number one. But a number two in there to bring him in, and that would be his ceiling in the rotation. And then he was terrible, and now he's gone. So, so for, for every you know Frankie Montaz, yeah. there
2: there's a Nelson Cortez. Nestor Cortez, I mean yes. Nestor, N- yes. Nelson.
1: Nestor. Nasty Nestor.
2: Nasty Nestor. So Nestor Cortez. That's Am I right? right?
1: That is who's got a hamstring injury? Oh my
2: God! Oh, no, by the season's way, season's over. It's, it's just, I mean, just, just going to be one of those dropping injury, like flies. It's going to be like one of those injury plagues, you know, years for the Yankees. It just
1: feels like it, doesn't it? I mean, I mean. and you think about well, Garrett Cole's always pitches, so he's going to pitch. But then after that, it's like Severino's always hurt. Right? Cortez's got a hamstring. Montas is out for the year. Carlos Rodona, they brought in as a guy who always gets hurt. <laughs> Well, he's not hurt yet, though. Not yet. He's not hurt yet. do not make
2: yet. Him, don't. don't it's like him. DeGrom. Maybe this is one of those years where he actually makes it through without being
1: hurt. Well, let's hope so, because they gave him a whole bunch of money, and they absolutely need him, especially now uh, with the news but yesterday.
2: I, I, I heard all this news yesterday about Frankie Montas and everything else. I was just thinking to myself, you guys hated him last year. You didn't even really want him here. Well, and that's not true. That, and to think that you or anybody else, you're not a Yankee fan. No. But the Yankee fans around here think that he would be a cog. Well, uh, it just, to me, doesn't make any
1: sense. Well, I'll tell you why. Because he was really, really good prior to that trade deadline. And yes, he came here and struggled. He realized he had an injury. He thought maybe if he rehabs, gets healthy, he can come back and then be that guy for the Yankees. I mean, you know, there was a glass half full with the guy, and now the glass is is broken. You
2: want to know who a cog is? Who's a cog? Jalen Brunson is a cog. He's a cog. That's a cog. That's what you're talking about right there. Jalen Brunson is the freaking man. He is. Love watching that guy. And so the point being is, like, those are the types of cogs you need. Mm. Guys that you come in, they come in here as free agents. You identify them. You end up losing the draft pick because you, you, you messed around and you shouldn't have been messing around. But you still got the guy you wanted and that guy has proven to be night in and night out the exact thing that Julius Randle and his team have been missing. Now, when we get into the the real big games against the really good teams, you, you'll know we we all know where the 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 Knicks are not going to be able to match up with these uh, these other really good teams. Yeah. But they are, you know, out of out of the entire league, they I would say that they're very very close to being the top 10 team. The entire league. The entire league. They're very close to being a top ten team, especially with now adding Hart to this mix, and I didn't realize like you know you, you don't see these kids until you see them every game, and then they put the uniform yeah, on. Like your yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, I'm not expecting you to be watching Josh Hart every night. No, but I forgot how good he was. Yeah, I mean, it especially fits right in with the coach. He's an effort guy, he's a defense guy. I mean, it's the 100 sort of the right type of attitude for this team in this city. What I want from them is a cog, a cog. He could be a potential cog. Yeah, yeah. good start. Good start for him. Could well, be 100% a hundred percent cog. I want to see them in the four or five. That's where I want to see them range. Give me the four seed of the five seed. They need to seat. get that. They need to get that. And you know, now that they have a now they have a long
2: period of time off. Now as we head into the All Star break. Oh man,
1: they're playing great right now. Now comes the All Star break. Yeah, it's fine though. I it, I don't I don't I don't mind that at all. I mean, I, I really think this is the best record they had at All Star break in a very very long time. I know time. that, and, so. the, and and you know why? Because they finally have a freaking point guard. That's right. You know, one one of the better ones in the league. kid, that you know, is he going to the All Star game or no? Uh as of right now, no. So I want him a- to rest, man. He plays. Looks like he plays. I agree. He, that's that's why he's so freaking hard every game. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. That's why I don't mind the break right now. You see some of those offensive rebounds he was getting last yeah, night? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what he does. He does everything. I mean, he's
2: got such a sense. He's six foot one, and he's getting rebounds from six foot ten guys.
1: Well, because he knows. I mean, he just has that sixth sense on the court. He just knows where everything's going to be, where he needs to be to contribute. He's been amazing. I can't say enough good things about the guy. Cog. Cog in the wheel. Hi, Boor and Geo. on the fan end, CBS Sports Network. I've been so locked into these mid-major conferences in college basketball that I haven't been paying attention so much to, like, the big teams of college basketball. And the reason I'm locked into the mid-majors is because of Hofstra, obviously. And then Eddie, the picks jockey, and all his picks are like, you know, Kennesaw State and all these things out west. And he had a weird day yesterday that we'll have to bring up. he was been very quiet, and yesterday he just absolutely lost his mind. Uh, but I didn't even know that Alabama was a number one team number one, in the country. They won't be after this week, and they just lost to Tennessee last. They night. did.
2: Alabama was a number one college basketball, basketball team. SEC's got some good yeah. basketball. You know what game was? Uh, I watched last night a little part of the game. Northwestern Indiana. Oh. now Marquette Xavier was a good game yesterday. Look at that! You're all over it. I am now, but you know, I, I was just trying to make sure I could stab for the Ranger game. Yeah,
4: coffee at midnight. Oh man! <laughs>
2: how, how about
4: how about your, two how about goals your last night again, man? What how about uh, G's guy? Andrew Bogish. Quisenberry got low. Charlton sets his feet. Gives it back to Quiz. Bottoms for Darius Quisenberry. Fored <laughs> him by 10 again.
2: That's on SNY. Wow. You know what's amazing? Bogus is here this morning, man. Doing yes. his thing. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you guys how about, are animals. I tell you, absolutely. No, they're and they're not, different than you. Not only that, how about Pat Boyle yesterday? I said this to Al. 5 a.m. he's here. Works all the way until eight thirty p.m. Does not leave the radio station. Works that entire time and is back here at five a.m. This yeah, morning. you know I hope somebody appreciates that around here. I'm some sure of the higher do. ups. I'm, I'm sure, sure some WG. of the higher ups are freaking out because it's probably not something you should be doing. But
2: you can't. <laughs> but you can't. You can't be taking that kind
1: of work ethic for granted. I, I, I told him. I gave him a big pat on the back this morning when I walked by. Said good for you. Hey, I'm the star of WFAN. I'm WFAN's Pat Boyle.
2: Let's 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 uh, pump the brakes on that one. Well, minute, he did right? the we'll student of the Week. Student of the Week. But uh, that's that. the that's thing. Frankie he did. Montas, I guess. Right? Yes,
1: for sure. But that's he did pump the brakes on all that stuff, and that's why I love Pat Boyle so much. Is because you know people sometimes will get on us. Are oh, you picking on the kid or whatever? He. Had that attitude that I'm the star WFN, sleeping on your couch, blah, blah, blah. And then we said, hey, Pat, listen, you got to earn your stripes. That's all he's
2: done. He's been earning his stripes, that's for sure. And, you know, the best thing about what has happened with him, I think, over the last probably six to eight weeks, what do you think it is? The hair. That's right. He's he's not frost tipping his hair anymore. That is correct. I feel like it's a summer
4: thing. Well, that's exactly what I told him yesterday.
2: He needs, he, look, yesterday I was like, wow, you look professional. He's sitting there at his desk. He's got his glasses on. He's got his hair normal. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's, you know, buttoned up and put together. Yeah. And he's paying the price. (laughs) <laughs> I hope somebody around here is recognizing. I this. think I think that they are. <laughs> especially you sure? are you, you sure?
1: I think that they are. How cool. do you think the higher
2: ups are? We uh, uh, got a full on day on
4: air shift yesterday. I would say so. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. Doing updates. Good for him. Yep. That's how you make. That's how you. What do they say? Cut your teeth.
4: Yeah. Damn right. Cut those teeth. Cut those teeth, baby. All right, Jerry, what's happening? We are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com and Jackpocket Play official state lottery games on
1: your phone. You guys started with what this morning? The baseball? Well, we bounced around. Frankie Montas, he had the Rangers he was fired up about. He brought in some Jalen Brunson there at the ends. So we're all Look over the, the place, Everybody hey,
4: knows about Frankie Montas. He's done. It's over. Oh, so then you don't want to hear Aaron Boone? Frankie is going to
1: have surgery. Um... <laughs> It is now scheduled for the twenty first yeah. uh, of this, this is month. This all over the radio. And then hopefully a few yesterday. days after
2: that he'll he'll come join us. Okay. It was all over the radio. It's station. It the, radio it's station. A new, it's the,
1: the it. preeminent organization yeah. in town, man. This it's is the it. New York Yankees. Yeah. The it's, manager spoke about one of the cogs in their rotation. It's not you know, a cog. I told he was you a was cog. He showed. He he, was the it, fifth cog. Wait, but timeout.
2: He had eight starts last year. And he supposed was supposed to be the fifth cog. Terrible. He was supposed. He had Obviously, there was something wrong with him last year. Now, if you want to get into a discussion why is he waiting until february yeah. that's what i did he had rehab
1: he had to have his shoulder examined at the end of the season right i believe he did and they said they was going to miss some time in the beginning of the year and then they said that ah, guess not man i'm going to miss the whole year on toss out cortez hamstring issue i'm mean, just falling apart it right? really is completely falling
4: apart here <laughs> was yeah. uh there were the images over the weekend of Aaron Boone taking ground balls, nah, Aaron Boone. Aaron Judge taking some ground balls at first base. Ha ha ha. Here was Aaron Boone yesterday. Well, we
3: up. talked about competition. So, Riz Riz better be, you know, no. Yeah, that, that's just him. You know, we we
4: got had- jerking around. That's I can't wait for him to say Jerking so, around. He was just having some fun. Yeah. He's not playing first shortstop. base. shortstop, that's what they really need help. <laughs> he could do it. I bet he, you could. He
2: could do anything could you on a Imagine, imagine field. him at shortstop, man. Oh, that would yeah. be awesome. Could you Not imagine true. an arm over there at shortstop? Well, yeah, it would be like that O'Neal Cruz. I was like,
4: going to say, there's a kid that's six seven or six eight at that shortstop. shortstop. That throws the
1: ball faster than
4: anybody. Yep. The first base. You be the first baseman?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how I was when I got to Cincinnati my rookie year. They made me the first baseman of the uh, softball team. You know, we'd barnstorm around Kentucky and Indiana, and we'd play softball. You know the shortstop was? Anthony Munoz. Oh, geez, he That was guy a, shortstop? a gun. Wow. He was a pitcher at USC. How I bet you that? if Stephen Waldron looks it up, he can find a picture of Anthony Munoz standing on the mound at USC. And you got to see this picture. You got you. You, you can't really even funky. imagine standing in the <laughs> oh in the God. box with this guy standing on the mound. It's got to be so intimidating. And this
4: is prior to his finger Going throw,
2: sideways, right? Did yeah, throw I think a funky so, yeah.
4: curveball with that cock-eyed <laughs> finger. <laughs> so I'm trying to think.
2: He was probably in his fourth year when I got there, maybe my rookie year. Yeah, so he was right in the middle of his, you know, his prime. <sighs> I've never seen anything like it. Nobody could
1: catch the ball coming from shortstop I mean, except for me. It doesn't sound smart to have the stort starting quarterback sit there at first base taking these softballs to his face. Dude, I'm an athlete, man. I can handle but it. But you're complaining about it now. No, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just telling you that this. That I had a guy
2: just like this guy, guy for the Pirates and, and just like Aaron Judge who had a gun of an arm. He had yeah. a better arm than I did. Huh.
4: Could did he, he play, play at USC? Yes. I got his team picture. It's a lot of players on that team. You should see the, his uh, his USC
2: football team
4: and and who the hell was on that team? That was Ryan Munoz's son.
2: No, no, Michael Munoz's son. Oh, okay understood
4: uh what
2: else what else i'm sure else? steven will go into the archives and find he it you just it gotta sure. see it it's amazing
4: as for the mets max scherzer talked yesterday about doing it at this advanced age you gotta be nimble on how you train and uh figure and for me it's you know figuring that out exactly everything i gotta do and um you know but that's a, that's the fun part that's a challenge uh, you know you got to figure yourself out in order to be durable. He also showed up yesterday and he had a message for all the young players. When you walk through those doors, make sure you know what you're here for. You know, you're here for the contract, you're here to win. And if you're here to win, trust me, the contract will happen. So that's all you got to know.
1: <laughs> from the yeah, making $200 million. Brian Justin the- Verlander's <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here to win.
4: Sure. <laughs> but boy, the paycheck's right. nice.
1: <laughs> Always wanted to be a
4: Met. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, I love when they say that. Yeah. Speaking of the contract, it's something Pete Alonso has no interest in discussing. There's a lot of speculation, but for me, I just I'm just happy. To, I'm really happy to to be here. I'm really happy to be a Met, and I, I just I'm really looking forward to this year.
2: That it's going to be a great season. Come on, see that guy's a ray of sunshine. You got to admit that, man. I, every I time agree. you hear that guy talk, even when he's in the middle of a slump, yeah,
1: one ray of, the, of sunshine right there. One of the best position players in this team's. Rich history. It, well <laughs> in already. their history, yes. No, I know. I, they really haven't a lot of had great position players, homegrown position players over the years, and he's he's right in that mix, man. No it's, question about it. All right, to
4: football, let's do this. I'm gonna play something for you. You tell me what you think it is. Okay. All right, it's just crowd and crowd noise. This is obviously from the Chiefs parade uh from yesterday through Kansas City. <laughs> you any idea what's going on if you saw this? Getting, I did not see this. I'm thinking somebody's chugging beers. It's not, no, it's a good guess,
1: but okay. that's not
4: what it is. Somebody take their shirt off? Another good guess.
2: Is, is uh, no.
1: Patrick Holmes throwing footballs into the crowd? No. That's did they th-
2: throw Jackson Mahomes off the parade?
4: <laughs> <pit>? <laughs>
1: no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's not what it was. <laughs> that was actually the crowd... Fired up when Patrick Mahomes came out of the portage. <laughs> oh wow! They couldn't wait for him. They were so fired Man. up. Speaking of fired up, here was one Travis Kelsey.
1: If you knew
2: the Kansas City Chiefs, we're gonna have the best offense in the National Football League. Let me hear you say, "Oh, na 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 na." That's a good one, right? having a blast. He and can be a DJ for that, that right guy. That guy can be a, 100% be a DJ. At
1: a wedding. He's like a wedding
2: DJ. Yeah, do do gets everybody wants. into it.
4: That is true. Uh, Tiki Barber was speaking, as everyone else has, about Aaron Rodgers. This was Tiki, who made some headlines yesterday. He's uh, not exactly a fan of Rodgers here with the Jets, if that ever happens. He's not going to handle the intensity of the New York media scape. But that's obviously traditional media, social, and everything else. If he's here, I don't know if I want him here, because it's going to turn into a quick pain in the ass of <laughs> Aaron Rodgers' thin Wow.
1: that That's shallow that he's taking shots at
4: Ian Rappaport. And Adam Schefter, he was uh, added as well to that mix. No, I see, this is
2: where I disagree a little bit with Tiki, because it would be just unbelievable. I'd be awesome. Yeah. It would be great for what we do.
1: Yes. Right, a clip a day. We got to get rid of this idea that the New York media now is greater than everything else I'm because Aaron Rodgers is the most talked about guy in the NFL right now. You're mm-hmm. telling me if he comes to the Jets that that Brian Costello's is going to break him? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, no, no, it's not
2: that. I think what he's saying is that it's draining. It is draining. It is. He'll be fighting everything. Like but he's, he's already fighting. fighting I know. Now. But if he's fighting this from the Pat McAfee, you know, couch and no, that's not know, true. Black box at all those that Green other stuff.
4: Bay writers took him to test many yeah, times. I, yeah, but you
2: know, when you come here, I'll never forget when I first came here. I left Cincinnati where there were probably about eight or Different. nine writers that were writing about the team. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. But now I come here, there were literally forty people that were interviewing you. And, and, you know, look, we got we have a very loud
1: totally radio station. Era. It's different. Totally different era. He's going to be
4: standing at a podium in a conference room just like he did in Green Bay. And whether it's 20 or 40, you're, it's, it's a controlled uh, situation.
1: Right. But the
2: thing is, is, if he comes here, they have a good team. I will say that. And they will win more than they will lose. But if they lose... <laughs>
1: It'll be spectacular. <laughs> and, and, right, and it's going to get, you know, I know exactly what Tiki's talking about. But, I mean, course. it got like that in Green Bay when they lost. Remember R-E-L-A-X and all these other things that he did and the thumb and the foot and the and the, the in-unite, all these things that yeah, had gone but on. But he grew up there, you know, and he
2: won, he won a Super Bowl there, won MVPs there, that's and he's been, it. you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL there. That this is He's coming here now and, you know... The Jet fan if or anybody, whatever team he goes to, that fan base doesn't owe him anything. I would say, like, the Green Bay fan base, that's their guy. You know, he's won and lost with them. He's been there his whole career. He went through the whole Brett Favre thing. It's a different thing. He comes here, he's a mercenary. Goes to the Raiders, he's a mercenary. Totally different thing.
1: Yeah, but the, the idea that the, he can't handle the media, if there's one guy who can handle the media, it's him because he just fights back at everybody and it never affects his play. Hmm. I, I think it's the total opposite of what Tiki is saying. It'd be a blast. He's like, bring it! I don't well, care. I think, I think it would be too. I think it would be a lot of fun. But like, yep. it wouldn't be like a you know when like Ryan Leaf was about to fight that guy in the locker room that one time. That video yes. where he stood up and was ready That's to fight. San Diego. That doesn't. Count. But I'm just saying, like, it's not going to be like that. He just stands up there. He's like, come on, guys, bring it! I don't care. Let's what no. out there today.
4: We lost, Dave. Good question. Yes. Very
1: good
4: question. <laughs> good question. Uh, your Knicks last night. This thing was over early as yes. they clobbered
1: the Hawks. Hunter hangs, missed it. Good challenge by Toppin. it. bobbles. Toppin trailing. It's another three.
4: Knicks by 20. It was a this game, matter. Ed Cohen. Right before,
2: of- right before Obi Toppin started hitting threes, where Julius Randall couldn't hit the basket. Yeah. I'm like well, stop. He didn't shoot it great. I was like stop shooting. Yeah.
1: Why? Yeah. Why are
2: you shooting? Like he had back to back shots. One <laughs> where he clanked it off the back of the rim, and the next one where he missed the
1: rim completely. Shoot and shoot. And, and our buddy uh, Wally yeah. is not pointing out that he cannot throw the ball in the East River from the Bru- Brooklyn Bridge because he's like, hey, I love the confidence. Keep chucking it up. Love yeah. that. Keep yeah, chucking course. Love Wally. the confidence, shoot, Wally. Shoot. The, I know, but Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, well, he did have 25 points and 11 rebounds. Jalen Brunson, Who 28. Did? Randall. Yeah, we were talking about R.J. Barrett, though. Oh, well, Barrett is, you know, he can't make a three to save his life. I do feel bad That's for him what with I'm the saying. threes. Like, I, early in this game, it was like, stop shooting. Stop he finished shooting. with uh, 17 on keep the night. driving. Here was Tibbs. His big players played big. Our leaders did a great job to start the game. I thought
2: RJ's aggressiveness, Julius's uh, Julius with his aggressiveness, and I thought
4: Jalen with that set the tone for the and game. So the but Julius Knicks.
2: hit three pointers. That's not aggressive.
4: No, not and really. Ob-
2: and Obi Toppin hit three pointers when he came in.
4: Nick shot, okay. f- I think, forty-three of them last night. I think. Right. That's a lot of threes. Hey, it's a make or miss league, Jerry. Guess, and not is don't, There's no <laughs> doubt, di- and it changes when a few of them go in. It changes. Yeah. Jalen goes into the paint, man. That's what. And he's six foot one for God's sake. I know. The Knicks thirty three and twenty seven into the break with a three game winning streak. As for the Nets, solid win over the Heat. Bridges has it right corner, shoots the three, and,
1: and knocks it down. It's all going
4: down for Brooklyn's Bridges. Forty for Mikel. Nets by 10, timeout Miami. Chris Carino oh. on the fan. He had 17 straight points in the fourth 15 straight rather, in the fourth quarter. A career-high 45 for Mikhail Bridges. Nets win 116 to 105. I'll play this one for you, Boomer. You can just enjoy Jacques Vaughn talking about coaching these
3: guys. I'm really, you know, just uh, honestly, I'm I'm extremely excited about this group. That part of, you know, the old era is gone. We got a new era.
2: <laughs> we flushed it. We like that. It's them. gone. Goodbye. See ya. Don't let the door hit you on the,
4: in the ass on the way out. Yeah. Cam Thomas had uh, 19 off the bench. Cam Johnson had 18. So the Nets 34 and 24. We'll see how long they can hang on for uh, with the superstars gone. Lakers beat the Pelicans 120-102. Nuggets over the Mavericks 118-109. Kyrie Irving did not play. Tightness in his back. He got paid to not play last night. Mm,
2: tightness in his
4: back? Yeah, that's oh. what they that's what they listed him as. I don't know. Jacob DeGrom didn't start the spring training, his regimen, because he a little tightness in his side. Get lost. Be a competitor. You loser. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chris Young,
1: Rangers general manager. No, no, it was not. Yesterday. Sixers
4: beat the Cavs. Joel Embiid, 29 points, goes over 10,000 for his career. And I say this only because the Spurs have lost 14 straight and 19 of 20. They lost to the Hornets, 121-10. Their last win came on January 17th. Here's Greg Popovich. Wait for the end.
1: Just inexcusable. Uh, he's got nothing to do with it. At some point, you have to take pride in what you're doing. Execution wise and, and competitively, and that starts with defense. And we really suck. <laughs> <laughs> they Why? need to put. <laughs> They need to put Greg Popovich and Jim Behan, one of those Chinese spy balloons. <laughs> Just let, let them go. Both these guys get out of Why here. Why would Greg Popovich hang around I for this? don't know. I don't know. They're I, brutal. I and they're know. young.
4: I mean, they, yeah. they should be brutal. But, I
2: mean, I, I thought know. I thought he was, like, able to develop people. Didn't he develop, like, Tim uh, Duncan and Manu Ginobili and... I mm-hmm. uh, Leonard? those guys quite... Uh, yeah. He developed
4: those He doesn't guys. have those guys right now. Uh, but your guy, Gerard Gallant, has a couple of oh, big yeah. time players. Tarasenko, Jad, Kreider, score! <laughs> oh, is that a beauty? Oh, yeah. Watch this. That's just how you draw it up. That was perfect passing and a great finish. And that was Sam Rosen on MSG. Kreider on the storm with the goal. Andre Miller scored a couple of goals for Panarin and for Zibanejad, and the Rangers beat the Canucks by the score of 6-4. to They've played very good hockey, six in a row for them. College basketball, you guys mentioned the Tennessee-Alabama game. We talked about Fordham morning, Also, Northwestern beat uh, number 18 Indiana last night, 64-62. Boo Booey with the game winner late. Boo Booey. Boo Booey. All right. Really Uh, good player.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: I'm Hoover and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. At some point, we have to talk to our buddy Eddie Brown, the picks jockey, because yesterday he was completely off the rails. Completely, like I've never seen him this off the rails. He had he ended up deleting a tweet that had one of the worst curse words possible in it. Uh, Something was going on with his landlord where he was screaming at her, and it was a uh, very, very interesting day. And another one, he said, he goes, I'm getting thrown out of the house. Where can I go? Someone have a room for rent. I'm serious. He was fighting with his landlord. So now I think there's a chance that we're going to have to get Eddie a new home in addition to new teeth because he has no place to live, apparently. I'm, I'm not getting involved in all that. We did the teeth.
2: We're trying to help him out. Whatever happens in his life, he's got to handle it. He's got to grow
1: up. He's got to be an adult. Uh, yes, I understand. Uh, but, you know, right, he goes... "Here's Whatever another the one.
2: fight is between he and his... It's, it I'm
1: trying to think. Does he have an apartment? Does he have a trailer? What What is he living in? It's not a trailer. I do believe it's an apartment. Okay. So this is another one of these things that he tweeted out yesterday when he was completely off the rails. Hey, Carol, I know you needed cigarette money for Kay... I put $80 under the mat, the usual spot. That's why you wanted all mine, but I don't want the change. Keep it. You now need it more than me. It was almost like he thought he was texting someone instead of tweeting to us.
3: Yeah. I
1: don't know why he would put that out there on Twitter when he was talking directly to Carol saying there's $80 under his mat. I mean, he was back to his old... Ways of the random caps and the weirdness and the parentheses and I mean he just was was going on and on and on and then it was a couple of things that did get deleted and I think that was probably smart for them to get deleted because it was not things were not looking good for him yesterday so we got to check in we got to see if he's homeless now so you've got three residents <laughs> one open right now. Hey, it's me, Eddie Brown, not the one you played with, the toothless picks jockey. (laughs) How long is it from Baltimore to Bridgehampton (laughs) on the assessor ride? A great reality show. (laughs) (laughs) He lives with Boomer. Hey, Boomer, (laughs) you tell me you don't have a loofah in here? (laughs) (laughs) I don't use bar soap. I need a loofah, some body wash. (laughs) (laughs) I thought a two percenter like you would have a bidet. You're telling me you just got two plots, all the paper boomer? Come on. I was hoping some water gets shot up my butt like a two percenter. Jesus. (laughs) So we're going to find out what's going on in his life. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why. Oh, I know why. (laughs) Because it's fascinating. That's why. And we didn't talk. I mean, the whole week in Phoenix, he was quiet. He was making his picks. Nothing was going on. We were how, out how is he doing with his picks? I actually haven't really followed all that much, but everything was quiet. And I was like, ah, you know, we'll leave him alone for a while. And then yesterday, he just was just it was like he put up road flares. Like, look at me over here. it's just crazy. So anyway, I wanted to continue the, uh, and we'll talk to him a little bit later. We'll give him a call. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about what Tiki said that you actually agreed with with Aaron Rodgers. And Jerry and I disagreed. I mean, there is Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career, like he loves these media feuds. These things don't bother him. He lives for it. He seeks it out. He loves debunking it. He has a great time with it. When you actually watch him on the McAfee show and he's talking about this stuff, he's smiling through all of it. So I think he welcomes this. I actually think that the more of a circus for him at this point in his life is something that he's seeking. He needs it.
2: Well, this would be a circus for sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: And like there's, there's no doubt. So we talk so much about guys that can't handle this place. And we just saw two of those guys, Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson. They're young. They're West Coast guys. They have no idea what they're getting into. BYU and New Jersey and the New York metro area, just crazy for a guy who's 22 years old. Right.
2: It's not just that guy. It's it's guys like, you know, Adam Gase. It's, uh, you know, it's Mickey Calloway. I mean, there's a a long list of guys. Fisdale. I mean, there's there's a long, now he is not in that category because he's a Hall of Famer and he's a great player. And maybe you are right. Maybe he, he likes to mix it up. Maybe he likes a little bit of the edge. And if he, and if he does come here and he plays well, there'll be no edge. There'll be nothing but celebration for him. That's right. But, you know, he could, he would be a mercenary. He would come here as a mercenary, a short term fix for what they believe is a really good team on the rise. Yeah. And that's
1: why it makes sense for the Jets to try to get him here. And, and so the guys that I talked about, those are the type of people that can't handle New York. He can handle anything. He has been through it all in his career. He's in his late 30s. He has been the most talked about quarterback up there amongst you know Tom Brady and Peyton Manning throughout the years. Everybody knows everything about Aaron Rodgers. Everything that he does is already scrutinized. That's the guy that can handle this place. The guys who can't are the Derek Carrs, the Jimmy Garoppolo's, probably the Baker Mayfield's, the Ryan Tannehill's. Those are the guys who can't. Yeah,
2: I would say that, um, you know, <laughs> that, that's one of the reasons why I don't want Derek Carr here. I, I, I Like, I, I really do appreciate him, and I'd love to see him in Carolina. I think it would be the best spot for him, if, in fact, Carolina even wants him, you know, at the money that he would want. Sure. You know, you know we, we're just assuming that all these teams want these guys. I'm assuming that, uh, you know, that, Derek Carr didn't accept whatever the Saints were offering at this point, or that trade would have been done, and he would have signed with the Saints. So that means his agent is telling him, don't do this. We're not going to do this because there's somebody else out there that is going to meet what you want and I think is a much better spot for you. So that so that's kind of like what I think. Now, I don't think he was trying to screw the Raiders. I don't think he was trying to do that because that's not who he is as a person, as a player. But, uh, yeah, I just... You know, like Rob Sala's going through it right now. You know, when he was hired here, it was, it was a great thing. We got, yeah. you know, we got the the 49er defense coordinator look at how that defense played. It's going to be great. And here we are two years into
1: it, and it's started to turn. Yeah, for sure. And this year, there's so much pressure on him and this coaching staff. And by the way, that, that like, he already lost his offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you're two years in, and already you have half your
2: coaches coaching staff is gone. And now you got to bring a whole nother coaching part of staff in. So that that means that's a failure. That is an abject failure yeah, from a coaching buddy, standpoint. Right. right? And his buddy blowing them
1: over. This, these two guys, he, you run the offense. I'm the head coach. I mean, and didn't work out. And you could say that, you know, okay.
2: Uh, Mike LaFleur left on his own volition because he wanted to go to Sean McVay out in L.A. And I told you, there's like five guys that are all tied into each other. Sean McVay being the head of that. And they all just kind of rotate the the coaching staffs. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's, you know. I but they did know. bring
1: in two veteran guys, which is which something. I appreciate that, we were, that. Yeah, we appreciate We were that. screaming about that. You know, Nathaniel Hackett and Todd Downing, two guys that I, I believe are going to help the Jets Um, But, you know, it really comes down to who the hell is is taking the snaps, man. That's what it comes down to more than anything. And Nathaniel Hackett did have some success with Blake Bortles, but the most of his success came with Aaron Rodgers. Right, and uh, Todd Downey had success with Ryan Tannehill. He did.
2: And Derek Carr. Yes, he has. Uh So, I mean, like, so it's set up for either one of these two guys to come here because at least there's somebody here that they know.
1: Absolutely. But they may end up with neither.